Hello, my people. How are you? I hope everything is well. Yes, I'm coming to you again. Yes, the second year, month of the new year. And the name of the topic is the gospel. Yes, I said it, the gospel. Let's talk about it. Before we get started, I want to repeat my favorite scripture. Guard your heart with all diligence. Out of it flows the issues of life. Yes, let's get into the word, the gospel. The message of the gospel breathes truth, life into our lives. Yes, I said it. The message of the gospel breathes truth, life into our lives. This is the beginning point for you, me, and for those you help. I help. The gospel story is old, is rich, and is personal. Uh huh. When when an individual truly believes, you gotta believe, and begins a personal relationship with the heavenly Father through the repentance and faith in Christ the holy spirit has taken up residence in that person's life you got to believe salvation is granted sin is forgiven new life has begun though much of the scriptures as applicable in it in when wise counsel will help the non-believer those with a personal relationship with God through Christ will have a great, the greatest benefit essential to an, any counseling situation is the need to determine if the young person or persons have trusted in Jesus as the only way to heaven. If not, that is the first task only will the scripture with the power of the Holy Spirit. I said it. We talked about relying on the Holy Spirit. Will be able truly to do the work within the person's heart. Yes. Let's move on. This is steps in guiding an individual to Christ. Let's start talking about it more. Let's reach in deeper and see what the spirit is saying to us. Number one, each person is separated from God because of sin and sinful behavior. Romans third chapter twenty third verse. Get to read the whole book of Romans, because in that book it talks about Romans three twenty three says all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Let's go to Romans. Romans third chapter. It talks about God's judgment defended. It talks about all have sinned. It talks about God's righteousness through faith. Um, let's get in here and read a part of starting with the 21st verse through the 26th verse. It said, but now the righteous of God, apart from the law is revealed being witnessed by the law and the prophets, even the righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ to all and on all who believe. 
for there's no difference. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, being justified freely by his grace. Grace. Remember that word. Through the redemption is in Christ Jesus, whom God set forth as a propitiation by his blood through faith to demonstrate his righteousness because in his forbearance God had passed over the sins that were previously committed to demonstrate at the present time his righteousness that he might be just and the justifier of the one who have faith in Jesus. Hallelujah. Justification. Sin. Justification is a legal term referring to right-handing before God. Uh, Theological terms talking about standing can never be earned. This something, justification, never be earned. This something can never be earned. He Died on the cross for our sins. It can never be earned. Redemption refers to the act in which a person gives forgive is given freedom through faith in Christ. Sinners and delivered from bondage. Hallelujah. Let's move on. Romans, I mean, Isaiah 53rd chapter in the sixth verse. We all like sheep has gone astray, each of us has turned to our own way and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. He laid down his life for us, <laughs> for me, for you, our mothers and fathers, our children, our children's children. Yes. Hallelujah. Let's go to 53rd chapter Isaiah. Let's talk about it because the word is rich, sharper than a two-edged sword. It keeps us on our toes to understand that we are not alone. We are protected. We're covered, but only covered if we believe. You got to believe. Let's talk about it. 53rd chapter and the 6th verse. It says here, it says, who have believed our report? Starting with the first, uh, 53rd chapter, the first through, I say the first verse through the, Let's go through the sixth verse. Just stop at the six, because they're 50, 30, and six. Who has believed our report? To whom have the arm of the Lord been revealed? For he shall grow up before him as a tender plant and as a root out of dry ground. He has not formed or comingless. He has, and when we see him, There is no beauty that we should desire him. He is despised and rejected by man, a man of sorrow and acquainted with grief. And we hid as it were faces from him. He was despised and did not esteem it him. We did not esteem him. Surely he has bore our griefs and carried our sorrows. Lord Jesus. 
Yet we esteem him stricken, spitten by God and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. Lord Jesus. This is the humbling beginnings. <sighs> Made his exhortation difficult to believe. He had to outward, had no outward splendor to attract others to himself. Lord, thank you. And it says here, he was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him that by his stripes we were healed. We are healed. Hallelujah. All we like sheep has gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquities of us all. He gave himself for us. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Let's continue. Sin must be punished. Separation from God is hell. Yes, I said it. Separation from God is hell. Romans 6 chapter and the 23rd verse. Let's talk about it. Let's get up in here and see what it's saying. Romans now. Let's read the 23rd verse first. And then we're going to go in here and look at this and see what it's saying. See, this is rich. It says, for the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus, our Lord. <laughs> hey, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Let's continue. Let's talk about 623. I want to get on up in there because it's rich. From being, I was from a, I was a slave to sin. Now I'm in covenant with my father. Hallelujah. Yes. Let's talk about it. What then shall we sin? Be what then shall we sin because we are not under the law, but under grace? Certainly not. Do you not know that to whom you present yourselves slaves to obey, you are the ones whom you uh, whom you obey, whether of sin leading to death or in obedience leading to righteousness. But God be thankful that though, though you were slaves of sin, yet you obey from the heart that form of doctrine to which came slaves to righteousness. I put down that old woman. We must put down that old woman and that old man. We must walk upright in Christ and have him being set free from sin. Yes, hallelujah. And being, became slaves to righteousness. I must be righteous. I speak in human terms because of slaves of uncleanness and lavish lawlessness and leading more lawlessness. So now present uh, my member, myself unto God, giving thanks, receiving the gift that he has from me. Hallelujah. Let's move on. 
Yes. And this says there's nothing I can do and nothing you can do to gain favor with God or to be earned, to earn merit towards salvation. Hallelujah. He don't give us a debt we have to pay. He just tell us to surrender and allow God to minister and work through your life. Hallelujah. We don't need to put up a front. We don't need to write a resume. We don't need to do anything but surrender our life from death to life. Hallelujah. Let's get in here and talk about Ephesians second chapter. Yes. In the 8 and 9 verse. But read the whole chapter for its entirety. It would help us see the glorious things that God has for us. Yes. The 8 and 9 chapter 4. It is by grace. We talked about that a few minutes ago. By grace you... I have been saved. You have been saved through faith. And this is not from ourselves. It is a gift. Everybody likes gifts. I know I do. (laughs) Not by works that no one can boast. Let's read some more about Ephesians 2nd chapter. Let's say by grace through faith. Let's read all the way to the 13th verse in 2nd Corinthians. Uh, chapter of Ephesians, starting with the first verse, and you and me have made have made alive who were dead in trespasses. I was dead in my sins. Hallelujah! Sins in which I once walked according to the course of this world. Yes, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit who now works in the sons of disobedience. Hallelujah, Lord, thanks for delivering me. Among whom also we all once conducted ourselves in the lust of the flesh and fulfilling the desires of the flesh and the mind of the mind and we were by nature children of wrath. Come on now. Let's come on down this street. It said just as the others, but God, but God, who is rich in mercy. Thank you, Lord Jesus, who was rich in mercy because his great love, which he loved us, even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive, made me alive with Christ. By, by grace, you, I am saved. I have been saved. You have been saved. You got to believe. And raised up together and made up me and made you sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, that in the ages to come, he put, he might show the exceedingly exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. For by grace, I am saved. You are saved, being saved through faith that not of ourselves. It is a gift. Hallelujah. It's a gift of God, not of works that anyone should boast, but we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus 
for good works which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Let's move on. Isaiah 64th chapter and the sixth verse said, All of us have come be, have become one who is unclean, <laughs> and all our righteousness acts are like filthy rags. We all shrivel up like a leaf, and like the wind, our sins sweep us away. Jesus, Jesus, let's go in here and look at this, because that kind of stuff, he not up in the bitch, so we all, you know, say we all like filthy rags. You to hear the preacher say, talk about filthy rags. But what he taught me, no filthy rags, but God, now I understand what filthy rags mean. I'm not in that category because we all have. But when you see God and you believe, you are bringing yourself into new life. Hallelujah. Let's go on up in here in 64th chapter of Isaiah. See what they're talking about in the sixth verse. It says here, Lord have mercy. All that you, it says, first time with the first verse in 64 chapter, all that you would rend the heavens. Oh, Jesus, that you would come down, that the mountains might shake at your presence, as the fire burns brushwood, as fire burns brushwood, as fire comes water to boil, to make your name known to the adversary, that the nations may tremble at the, your presence. When you did awesome things for which you did not look, you came down. The mountain shook at the, your presence, for since the beginning of the world, men have not heard nor perceived by the ear, nor have the eye seen any God besides you. Who acts for the one who waits for him? Jesus, you might, you might, you meet him who rejoice and does righteousness, who remembers you in your ways. You are indeed angry, but we have all, we have sinned in his, in these ways. We continue and we need to be saved. Hallelujah. You got to believe, but we all. Like an unclean thing, and all our righteousness are like filthy rags. We all fade as a leaf, and we and our iniquities, like the wind, have taken us away. And there is no one who calls on his name, who stirs himself up to take hold of you. And for you have hidden your face from us and have consumed us because of our iniquities. But now, oh Lord, you are my father. Thank you, Lord. You are are the clay and you are our potter and all we are the work of your hand do not be furious O lord nor remember iniquity no forever oh thank you lord thank you lord hallelujah let's move on titus Third chapter and fifth verse as well. Read that for your entirety. That is a good read as well. Let's move on. Recognizing this dilemma. 
God has God had in place from creation a way for an individual to have a personal relationship with him. Thank you, Lord. Yes. Personal relationship with him. The way we the way was through the death of his son Jesus Christ. Let's talk about it. Romans 5th chapter 8 verse. Read Romans whole chapter 5th chapter will help you. Holy Spirit will help you understand. Uh, but God showed his mercy. This Romans 5th chapter of 8 verse. But God showed his mercy. His, his showed his great love for us by sending Christ to die for us while we were still sinning. Sinners, hallelujah. John 3.16. We all know that scripture. But that scripture holds a lot of weight. It says, so God so loved the world so much that he gave his only son that so that everyone who believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. Acts 4th chapter. Let's move on. There is salvation in, in no one else. God has given no other name under the heaven by which we must be saved. I need to go down that street to Acts. Acts is a very good read. Now, Acts, we're going down up in the Acts. We need to really get in that book and study it as a, a study guide through our Christian walk. So, Acts um, 4th chapter, we're going to go in there because, um, and it says the 12th verse. We're going to go on, on down that street. <laughs> Addressing it says here, then, um, Lord, there's my subject. Okay. We really need to um, understand that the word is rich, sharper than a two-edged sword. It's not mere words. It talks about the cornerstone of the building and symbolizes strength in Acts. It, it talks about... Um, Jesus, you go to Psalms 118, and also that's a good read along with Acts. It's, it's a very powerful read. It's talking about the cornerstone in Acts 411, but it also talks about the corner, who's our real cornerstone, naming Jesus as the chief cornerstone. He is the head cornerstone of Christ, uh, very foundation of Christian faith. So we really need to understand that when you talk about cornerstone in the Bible, you need to relate to the chief cornerstone is Christ. He's our foundation um, in the word. Um, let's move on. Also read Romans 10th chapter. The ninth verse also helps you understand as well. Uh, but read the whole chapter of 10th chapter. Each person must repent of his or her sin. Mm -hmm, I said it. Each of us must repent of our sins, his or her sins, and personally believe. That means trust in Jesus Christ is the only way to receive God's forgiveness um, and gain interest into heaven. I know that we have been hurt and uh, or we have done hurt someone, but, you know, even if they don't forgive you, just make the initiative to um 
safe, I forgive me. I'm sorry. And if they don't keep keep it moving, because you ask God, you repent on, be sincere. He knows the desires of your heart, and we can't change people's hearts. To they may come along later on, but if they don't, you can't beat up on yourself. Because He says each person must re- repent, and you repent means uh, being godly sorry about what you have done, um, and um, also. Uh, and personally believe and trust in Jesus along with your repentance. You just can't believe in your own might. The only way to receive God's uh, forgiveness, his forgiveness towards you for the act you have performed. But let's go on in here and uh, you would gain interest in in heaven. Uh, you have to believe. John first chapter talks about and well, the 12th verse, but the whole chapter of John is a very good read as well. It talks about, um, but to all who believed, you've got to believe him and accepted him. You got to accept Christ Jesus. Um, he gave the right to become the children of God. So I just want to get in there and, and look at John first chapter and, um, and, and look at that read and, uh, talking about the true light. Uh, I will start with the sixth verse, uh, work my way up to where we were and to the 13th. I'm going to stop at the 13th. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. And um talking about uh, this man came for a, wit- for a witness and um, to bear witness of the light. He's talking about the light. Jesus is the light. Um that all through him might be saved. And he was not the light, but he was sent to bear witness of the light that was true, was the true light, which gives light to every man coming into the world. He was in the world and the world was made through him and the world did not know him. And he came to his own and his own did not receive him. But as many as received him to them, he gave the right to become children of God to those who believe in his name. Hallelujah. Who were born not of blood, nor of the will of flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God, his Father. Hallelujah. Let's re- move on. John 3rd chapter, 36 verse. But we don't go, uh, we're going to go on and read what 36 verse, but 3rd chapter of John is a very good read as well. He said, in any in anyone who believes in God's Son has eternal life. You got to believe. Anyone who doesn't obey the son will never experience eternal life, but remain under God's anger and judgment. We have to read the third chapter. I said the 36th verse, but I'm my own. See what that is here. Hold on. I will start here at, um. John the Baptist exalts Christ. And after these days, Jesus and his disciples came into the land of Judea. And there he remained with them and and then in them and baptized. Now John also was baptized in Aon near Selene. Uh, because there was much water there. And they came and was baptized. For John had not yet been thrown into prison. Then 
there arose a dispute between some of John's disciples and the Jews about purification. And they came to John and said to him, Rabbi, he who was with him beyond the Jordan, to whom uh, you have testified, behold, he is baptized and all are coming to him. John answered and said, a man can receive nothing unless it has been given to him from heaven. You yourselves bear witness that I said, I am not the Christ, but I have been sent before him. He who has the bride is the bridegroom, but the friend of the bridegroom who stands and hears him rejoice greatly because of the bridegroom's voice. Therefore, this therefore this joy of mine is fulfilled. He must increase, but I must decrease. He was joyful in his testimony on John the Baptist. Very, very strong, devout Christian. He believed. He testifies and no one receives his testimony, but he who has received his testimony has certified that God is true. For he, he whom God has sent speaks the word of God, for God does not give the spirit of by measure. The Father loves the Son, and he has given all things into his hand. He who believes in the Son have everlasting life. Hallelujah. Who he who does not believe in the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God abides in him. Let's move on. Also a good read for that to help with your studies as well. Luke 15, chapter 7, verse, and the 10th verse. And read it for a whole 15 chapter of Luke. And then John 3rd chapter, um, 18 verse, and 14 chapter, and 6 verses. Good read as well. Salvation is assured. 1 John 5th chapter, 13 verse. I have written this to you who believe in the name of God so that you may know you have eternal life. That's a good read. First John, not St. John, but first John in the back of the Bible by Revelation. Fifth chapter is a very good read. John fifth chapter, St. John as well is I tell you the truth. Those who listen to my message and believe in God, who sent me, has eternal life. They will never be condemned for their sins, but they have already passed from death to life. Hallelujah. But let's talk about some narratives. Nicodemus, third chapter, is a good read. It's a good read. And then talking the serpent in the wilderness, Numbers 21st uh, chapter and John third chapter and 14 verse provides the best view to see as to what our salvation looked like. Now, this is a good read as well. Uh, if you take Numbers 21st chapter and John third chapter, and these right here gives a best view. So let's go into Numbers because Numbers is in the Old um, Testament. I think it's a good, it'll help you be grounded in your, but you have to Pray before you start reading in the word, and you have most of all, you got to believe. I think one thing when you go in there undecided whether you want to believe or not, or you got to be proving something to you're not going to get it, and you're not going to be covered through the Holy Spirit. A lot of the Holy Spirit cannot dwell in the unclean, 
uh, temple. So your temple has to be clean and ready to receive God and have uh, have an open heart to his glory and his grace. So we're going to go in here to um, Numbers 21st chapter is a good read. Um, it's talking about the Canaanites defeated and the bronze serpent. And then it's talking about from Mount Or to Moab and talk King Sinus defeated. And then also talk about King of defeated. But the main thing is what it's talking about. Um, before Moses could intercede, God sent judgment from um, venice snakes and fiery um, burning. Um, he was... Um, this right here, this book right here, um, it helps us understand that the Israelites had sinned really bad. Um, it was an indication of the changed heart because he brought them through and they still, in too much like us, the world of today, how God continued to bless us over and over and we continue to do what we think we're big and bad enough to God sent the remedy in the form of a brass serpent, um, taking away the punishment. People must look, uh, upon the serpent to be healed. And he, he, Jesus explained this to Nicodemus. We talked to Nicodemus in the third chapter, how the book of, um, Let's read this because I think what what I'm just going to read a little bit of it, how um, journey, the journey of the Israelites, if you go to, to the numbers uh, fourth, 20, 20th chapter, Moses, um, he, he was going through great press pressures. Um, he. He stepped off a little bit. That's why he didn't get to the promised land because he, in his mind and his heart, if you really read this, he was so, he got overwhelmed. He he was, you know, that's why you have to be careful leaning on the flesh and the spirit. I think the flesh, would, we the one going to either going to have one going to win or the other one going to win. In his case, the flesh took over. He got wearied and tired. He He didn't lean much on God. He got off track a minute and God noticed that and, and God made that demonstration, not just to punish and make sure he don't get to the promised land. It's just to get teach us a lesson on how we must stay focused. So that that right there um, is a very good read. It's a long it's a good journey, a read about the Israelites and about the Moses. But the, the testimony, the, the witness of Moses and how he. Went all that way and and obeying God, and then he dropped the ball. You can't once you hold get hold to the plow, you can't look back. You you got to stay forward and 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 stay focused on God because you know you know God's grace is there. But he used that illustration to show that um, he was trying to show the Israelites. You know, even though he let most of them get over there as well, but. Moses was used as an example, so that's a pretty good one. And didn't talk about with the, the Bible illustrations. Uh, let's move on. And women at the well, the woman at the well, how she um, talked to to Jesus, and she said, "You know, why would you be talking to me? You know, um, we don't talk. You know, we don't. You know, we don't." 
talk to you, Kai. You know what I'm saying? Let's go to John 4th chapter. That one is a very good read, too, because he knew all about her. And she like, I ain't told you. No, who told you something? Maybe you heard something somebody, you know, but she knew that the details and what she was talking to about her life, that um, it has to be a savior. And the Holy Spirit hit her like a ton of bricks. And she ran off and she told everyone, all the people that she probably ever been with, you know, and helping them to be saved as well. So they can, she can come out because, you know, sometimes you'll be in your feel good uh, situations in your life and things feeling good. You're doing your thing. You don't care what people say. And then all of a sudden the Holy Spirit hits you and then you know that it's God and then you begin to turn. So uh, that's what's a good read as well with her in the fourth chapter, the Samaritan woman meets her Messiah, you know, and, um, Jesus did not, um, for this woman, um, she came at noon, the hottest part of the day, you know, getting the water from the well, you know, and, and uh, the woman, um, had a bad reputation, uh, she, and she, she, <laughs> he turned, he, he, in that one hot afternoon, <laughs> You know, you don't know when your time comes, when you're going to come out your mess. You think, you know, I got this. But, you know, when God gets tired, he know how to bring you on in. I, I, that was a very good one, too. And then also the Philipp, Philippians, just move on, the Philippians uh, jailer, Acts 16, chapter, read that for your entirety. But as you go along your way this week, I have some practical steps as well that you can do and that you can think about if you, if me, if we, if if you were to die soon, what would you expect God to allow you? Would you expect God to allow you to join him in heaven? That's just a question. I ask myself, um, if I were to die soon, would I expect God to allow me to join him in heaven? That's a self-examination. You have to step back and look in your life and like, okay, you know, because you, you're not perfect. Uh, he's not looking for perfect, but he's looking for trust and belief, and he's looking for a relationship. Relationship builds you up, and he's like, he's your father. He, he builds you up, your father that you never had, or you may have had a father that was a good father in your eyes, but you have a father in heaven that's over all fathers in heaven. I, I know my daddy good. I know you say that, but that's a blessing to have that. But some of us have not had good fathers or, or we had good fathers or we don't know what a good father is. But until I met Jesus, I just want to put that until I met Jesus, I know what a, being a father is because he, he corrects me. He holds me up. He, he right my wrong along my journey in life. So, um, also just ask yourself that question this week. If, if I, if you were to die soon, why would you expect God to allow you to go to heaven? That's a question you ask yourself or some of us, if you have to believe in order to answer that question, we don't want, um, then also, uh, choose a verse from each of the, um, choose a verse from It is explain what you've learned from your first practical step of, to another believer or a young leader or either just a church leader or someone. What scripture stood out for, me, for you? And also memorize um, 
John 20th chapter and 31st verse uh, for the next um, few weeks reading through the gospel of John as you think about that verse you know that will help you when your journey of getting stronger with Christ John 20th chapter 31st verse read the whole entire uh, chapter for your entire to help you grow and also security and assurance as a believer memorize 1st John 5 13 then take time to read through 1st John the whole chapter and keeping the verse in mind, 513 as well. Well, my sisters and brothers, it's been a blast. God has been good. He has examined us and helped us to go through this life called, um, this journey called life and helping us to understand who we are in him. Just remember, guard your heart with all diligence. Out of it flows the issues of life. I know it's been long, but this one right here, you just can't, you know, I pretty much had, I can go through this for a long time. This is a lot of material in the gospel. So I allow the Holy Spirit to feed the rest to us, myself as well, to continue to go into the lessons and learning. But um, take God serious. Uh, step into into your journey with him and realize the gospel um, breathes true life into our lives. Okay. Hallelujah. Be blessed. Father, in the name of Jesus. Hey, hey, hey. I'm saying a prayer today because I just want to say thank you because you didn't have to do it. But you did it anyway. You brought us through this 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 next segment of journey and um, accepting you and and receiving the gospel, um, knowing that it's it's a blessing to our lives, so we can have pardon for all our sins, Father. And we thank you for dying on the cross for us. Be our savior. As we lift our hands up, Lord, those who lift their hands, Lord, have mercy. Those who lift their hearts and get down on their knees or face, Lord, however we repent to you, Lord, give us strength to have that great relationship with you because you have room. It's room at the cross. In Jesus' name we pray. Hallelujah. Be blessed, my sisters and brothers. Bye-bye.